welcome to the Bones Horror Podcast. This is episode 36, Hush. A deaf and mute writer who retreats into the woods to live a solitary life must fight for her life in silence when a masked killer appears at her window. The reason I've done that now, guys, is the kind of trailer for this is obviously very, very quiet. So I thought, well, I won't have a trailer. So are you with us tonight, Steve? I am. Here I am. And Paul. Hello. And we've got no Jess tonight, as she has a very bad cold. Hopefully not COVID. Yes, get well soon, Jess. Yeah. If you're listening yeah. to this, which you aren't. <laughs> not at the moment. So what, what have we been up to this week? Um, I've been very busy watching, yeah. um, watching lots of films, obviously, the usual, and uh, lots and lots of work. So it's good to be back. First week back at work, I think. Yeah. Um, my 12-year-old had his birthday, which was great. That was fun. And mm-hmm. uh, this is a Sunday night, and I've worked all weekend. So that's pretty much pretty much it for me this week. Nothing too exciting. Yeah. You, Steve? Back to work? Back to work. Mostly it's been fairly quiet, but there has been a bit of a revelation in that, well, Paul actually helped reveal this, that we are, as a business, going to have to pay tariffs on everything we export to the EU, which we've never had to do before. And this zero trade deal is not quite what it seems on the surface. <clears throat> so we've got a little bit of work to do to try and work out uh, how that's going to work. Well, you have to pay. Well, cause, yeah, because yeah, because we're outside the EU, and the the zero tariff trade deal mm. it transpires with a little bit of back and forth is only applicable to goods that are manufactured or produced in the UK. So, if you import something from China, that does not count, which we mostly do. I mean, ninety percent of our goods is just imported from somewhere else, so they're still really? subject to tariffs. But they could start making it over here. They could, if you want to pay for putting together a factory. Or if, well, if, might... if someone else wants to make a factory, that would be great. And if the, the, the costs were competitive, we could shift production to the UK or Singapore even. Um, but as it stands, our source of supply is subject to tariffs. So just, You just add that on, won't you? Stand well, on yeah. to the price. That's what we'll have to do, but uh, yeah, it's a bit of a knock-on effect. Oh, it's not all good news then. No, it's a bit of a bummer to be honest, because I, you know, guilty of thinking on you know simplistic terms. They come out saying, "Oh, we've got a zero tariff deal. It's all great." I kind of thought, "Well, everything will be the same as it was," but no, it's not quite true. So, in many people's cases, it's fine if you're a manufacturer, but if you're Importing well, it's a different game. It's coming straight from China. Yeah. Am I right? Well, yeah. So what's the EU got to do about to do with it? Well, we're exporting it to them. Oh, the other way. Yeah. Oh, stop selling it to them. Well, that solves that, that problem. That's another option. We could chop off a third of the turnover. Yeah, that's just another another good thought, Kev. Well, I'm full of ideas, me. So, yeah. uh, or, or there's another one for you. Yeah. Move to the EU. Now, that has been thought about. 
could we have are you are you well i thought we did i thought no say we you the, the company i thought they did yeah but they don't own well, the stock oh okay so anyway it, our, our listeners is that, well yeah Switching it's very boring the, but you, you know. droves yeah <laughs> Well, you did ask. So I, did like, ask. I, I did ask, and then it was like kind of got interesting. Like well, I thought it was interesting anyway. Well, yeah. Well, then maybe everyone finds it interesting. Perhaps the well, listenership is so. really into this. So has, has Paul got the same issue then with the, the dildos and things they ship? Oh, no, to... we don't have the same issue because we only store products for people. Ah. Oh. So in essence, it isn't our problem. No, but it's, it's your, your customer's problem. In the but same, it is a problem for them. Well, yeah. it depends on the customer. For oh, one yeah. of our customers, it isn't a problem because we've got a bonded warehouse, so they won't be hit with duty twice. They'll it'll only be hit with duty when it goes into the EU. Now nice. we are getting in depth. Now yes. the listeners so will anyway, have tuned out. Definitely. <laughs> so we're talking about Hush then, which is a film I watched this afternoon, and I, I had seen it before. Uh huh. And I think it was a better watch second time. Oh. Again, maybe I wasn't paying attention much. So anyway, Hush, 2016. It's a Blumhouse and Intrepid Pictures. One of both of them done it. Um, it was a Netflix movie, so I think it was made for a budget of $1 million. Um, and I don't know what, obviously there's no turnover. It was a Netflix um, original, was it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so I, I couldn't find any like theatrical you know turnover mm-hmm. um so yeah so that was 2016 hour hour and 20 minutes long so that was good for us afternoon it was directed by mike flanagan of dr sleep and weed origin of evil and hill house fame so oh. rotten tomatoes what did you think um critics uh, or audience um, always critics on this show. 75. 88. 93. Whoa. 93. Yeah, 93. Yeah. That's the highest we've ever had. I think I so. I think Unless... Letting In was higher, wasn't it? I think was the it? original might have been. I could be wrong on that. <clears throat> but... uh, yeah, that was probably at 95 or something. Uh, I think so. so. It was written by Mike Flanagan and his wife, Kate Seagull, Seagull, or Seagull, I don't know. Anyway, she's the lead actor in this. She played Maddie, and they're married in real life. So Mike Flanagan is married to her. Um, John Gallagher Jr., he was the man, so the guy in the mask. He's been in films such as uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane and Underwater, which is on my list to watch. I just bought that for £4. On iTunes. Wow. Well worth a watch. Um, so we kick right into what we liked about this film. Yeah. Yeah. So I kind of gave a basic plot line. Sypnosis, how you say, Paul? A synopsis. Uh, <laughs> synopsis. In other words, no. <laughs> so she's deaf and... and she can't speak, and I know about it. my sister's deaf and can't speak, so I get it. Um, but she's only been like that since she was thirteen, I think. So I'm su- so she can't actually talk. Is that her throat's 
not working. Uh, uh, well, it's never really is, explained uh, why. Well, it's yeah, explained why. Because she it? had bacterial meningitis. Uh, yeah, but that... And then she suffered hearing loss and temporary vocal paralysis. And then she had surgery and there were complications in the surgery that caused oh, her so to she... lose her voice and her hearing permanently. They explained all of that in the film. Yeah, they explained no. all of that on the back of the book that they had a close-up shot of. Uh, well, and that book. was their way of what doing book? it. There was a shot of one of the books that she wrote, and all that was explained on the back of the book. Fuck you, observant. <laughs> did you pause it? Yeah, I did pause it, because I knew yeah. that there'd be something on the back of the book that was going to be relevant to probably <laughs> the rest of the story. The, I, I didn't see that at all, so thanks, Paul. Okay. I did see it. I did see it, but I would never have thought to have even read it. Yeah, well, you'd, you'd have never, you'd have enough. never have read it if you didn't pause it. I don't think. No, but you know, I have enough problems with subtitles at the minute, so the chances of reading that are pretty minimal. <laughs> I was a bit annoyed also, to find there were subtitles just, in it. Just as an aside, she was in our favourite pro, well, one of our favourite programmes of late, the the Haunting of Hill House, wasn't she? Yeah, that was because her husband. Directs it, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know that. But I know she. I just recognised her from being in it. Yeah, but she was very good in it. I must say, she was. She was excellent. Mm-hmm. I think they were all. They were all very good in it. Um. So we move on. Really, this film is literally about her dealing with a stranger in a mask. I presume he's a serial killer. Um, there were some markings on the crossbow, 13 of them. Oh, yeah. Um, she was going to be the 14th, I presume. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just turns up, and I don't know his, any backstory to why he was doing what he was doing. Well, he's just an a-hole, wasn't he? He's a sadistic mad, a-hole. Yeah, because the way he stabbed her in the the next door neighbour, um, I don't know how many times he stabbed her, but that's a good for you. Yeah, no, not a lot. Not nice. And the sound effects were great for that. That sounded quite realistic. Mm, I suppose. <laughs> I've never actually well, experienced can, it. Well, what I can imagine it, it's you know. Yeah. So he then realises after killing the neighbour that because Maddie's in the house and she can't hear anything that's going on and the next door neighbour's banging the window and all sorts and she doesn't hear a thing um, hmm. and doesn't realise what's going on until quite a while later after she's uh, been on the phone no, they've been on her kind of uh, what's it called like FaceTime yeah and uh, and well, I think mate, that, he's nicked her iPhone. And he, yeah, he's, the thing that freaks her is that she starts seeing pictures of herself on her laptop, doesn't she? Yeah, someone's taken. That he's taking pictures of her on her phone, and he's in the house somewhere or very nearby, and she freaks out. Yeah, very clever. But I'm sure that has been done before in other films. Oh yeah, some I de- some I definitely seen before. Um, so then she realizes what's going on, and the fight commences. Really, him trying to kill her, her running around, 
locking doors, locking windows. Yeah, I suppose. But at, at first, he's not really trying to kill her, is he? He's just trying to scare her to the point Toying where... with her. Yeah, yeah, he is just toying with her. And he, he's quite blatant about explaining that that's what he's going to do as well. He, he makes it perfectly clear he's going to come in there. But it was horrible. He's going to torment her for a good while first, for his own amusement. So, what did you enjoy up until this point? Because we're like, you know, the, the we've had kind of the beginning, haven't we? You know that beginning bit. I, I'm talking yeah. my way through this film, aren't I? You do seem falling into that. Yeah. yeah. When you say, well, what did we enjoy? Are we just talking so for the beginning? Generally, generally about the film. So for me, I thought the kill scenes were really good. I thought it was quite violent. There was a lot of atmosphere to it. I thought he was pretty good in quite menacing, although he wasn't a huge bloke, was he? No. Especially when the neighbour turned up, the male. No. Um, it's, it just had had a fair bit to it. And, yeah, the violence, it's the, even the, the scene where she has her hand broken or, or the kind of dream scene she has where the first one, she seems to, obviously she's writing in her head all the time what's going to happen mm. to her. Um, and that was really good. But it was just, it was all done so well, I think. Anyway, the kill scenes. A lot of thought went into those kill scenes. Um, Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. yeah How the fuck did anyone so. ever come up with the idea of hitting someone on the head with a brick? They must have been in the writing room for literally minutes. Well, not smashing her face in with a brick. Yeah, that's how did they come up with that? That's never been done before. It took them no time at all. They had to think of stabbing and hitting someone on the head. It's literally minutes worth of work. Yeah, yeah but her, I think as it was her kind of dreaming that, like thinking it in her head. Mm. That didn't really happen. But she no. was thinking of that as it went along. That's what I'm trying to say. Anyway, I quite like the kill scenes, even if you thought they were, you know, off, you know, an easy one, really. Not too inventive. But, yeah, that's it for me. All right. So, well. Whose picks this? Well, mine, technically. And I think on the whole, I did enjoy it. And I thought, after initially beginning to get a bit kind of like, oh, God, is it going to be one of those jump scare kind of films where, because there's a lot of creeping around in the dark. And I thought this might be one of those, like, oh, you turn around and he's right there kind of things. I was kind of waiting for that to happen, but it never really did. It was a lot more psychological games than that. And I think the main character, what's she called? Mag, Mag, or Maddie. Ma- Maddie, that's it. Yeah. She was quite a strong character. She was terrified, but she wasn't given into it. She was always determined to, you know, face what was before her. And um, I quite liked her. I thought it was quite, quite good. That kind of, she didn't feel like a lamb to the slaughter as such, as they often do in horror films. It's always like the, the nearest it got was the bit where her hand got caught in the door. I thought, oh, God, here we go. But uh, I thought she was done then. Yeah. Well, she but, should have been, shouldn't she? Again, he was well, toying with her. Well, yeah, but she weren't having it, and she outwitted him in the end. 
So that that was very near to the end. Well, that was part of the build up to the end. But she sort of got the better of him. She outwitted him, in my opinion. She wasn't going to be the victim. She was going to win the day, and she did. She hung in there. But I think I think she did think she was going to die. Obviously, when she wrote that note to her parents on the computer. Yeah, and that I thought was that, that was kind of heart wrenching. I find yeah, that, she, that sort she, of stuff really gets to me. But yes, well, it does me as well. She 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 was like, I'm going to die. Yeah. What what you know? I need to tell my parents I love them. And what happened? And what wanker did this to me? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Then and she still fought through it. <coughs> yeah. There was a couple of bits though. You know when her neighbour turned up. Hmm. That potentially could have changed the course of the film. She got him killed. Well, I know because what her timing was appalling. I mean, yeah. she couldn't maybe have known, but he was literally about to take the guy out with a massive rock. Yeah, that was bad luck. And then she banged on the window and like sparked off the whole chain of events where he, all right, he had a good go at killing the bloke, but ultimately he died, and she had to. Her fate was resealed in the hands of the the intruder. If you can't think of a better word, but yeah, that was a bit of unfortunate timing. Very bad. If a little bit unbelievable, really. I found that. There weren't many parts of the film. Well, you know, it was just, I felt no. bad. I, I thought she was to blame for Matey's dying because he's banging on the window. I think it could be forgiven. Yeah. The circumstances. Well, I think it was just unfortunate timing. Um, I don't really know why she banged on the window, actually. No, I don't either. I didn't think there was any reason to. He looked yeah, in control, didn't he? He did. At that point, he was like totally in control. I would have thought it was a sense, more sensible idea to play it, let it play out, stay quiet and see what happened. But then there's probably a risk to that too because she knows the, the intruder is no... Um, well, she knows he's an arsehole, basically. Yeah. Um, so anything could happen. But yeah, it was very unfortunate. Um, and <clears throat> the other observation I had, which I just didn't really quite understand, is when she was hiding near the end in the bathroom, how the hell did the bloke came up behind her? I don't know. Ah, you don't know either, because I really couldn't figure that out. I, I, mean, I could have gone know. back and watched it again. But Is I there was a window? Not, I don't, well, I don't remember seeing any window behind that, what was it, the, the bath or B-Day or something. Um, there didn't seem to be any way in that room besides the door that she was staring at, and he was suddenly behind her. Yeah, as she's deaf, if she'd been there and he climbed it, she would have felt the vibrations, because my sister can, both she can't hear, she knows when someone's coming. Yeah. Um, and you would have thought she'd, unless he was there before her, which she couldn't have been. So she must have, he must have got in that room when she was sat there. Right, and she would have she would have felt it. Yeah, you know but I mean? what, how how did he get in there? Don't know. Well, that's what I don't know. Paul me. probably knows. Paul's looking it up now, I expect. I don't know how he got in there. Where I mean, is Paul point. anyway? Sounds like he's in a. No, oh, sorry, room. I I just um 
I, I don't know. I wasn't really paying that much attention at that point. I just made the assumption that he must have come in for a window and it, it seemed logical to me. So I was happy with my own explanation. Okay, that's good, Paul. I'm glad you were happy with that. But me and Stephen are confused by it. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused and I, I want an explanation. Well, I'd say he came in through a window. He, he well, didn't I would have thought, come but through I the wall. I didn't see a window. I didn't see it well. I didn't see a window unless he was like, you know, or he's like a ghost. Nah, he wasn't a ghost. But he died in the end, so he couldn't have been. Exactly. That's a mystery that's unsolved at this point. But then in any Halloween film, how does matey, you know, Mike Myers know where everyone is and turns up in the right places and yeah. always appears behind you? You know, it's that kind of... But this, this film is of a slightly higher calibre, I would say, than... Because there was an element of realism about this. It wasn't OTT gore, and it wasn't sort of even OTT in its sort of scenario. It was all quite plausible what was happening. It wasn't very nice, but it was plausible. And I just thought, well, that was a bit weird. But I'm sure there's a logical explanation. Maybe a rewatch yeah. would reveal it. But rewatch it, yeah. I just yeah. thought, how the hell did he get there? <laughs> Okay. Did you like the corkscrew scene? Uh, I, thought that, I thought that was pretty good, yeah. mate. Well, it's pretty good, but again, that's part of the film where I thought, yeah, I've seen that before. I hadn't seen it come out the other side. What? Well, this corkscrew went in right through his throat, didn't it? It come out the other side. So when she pulled it out, yeah, I didn't think it was long enough to do that, but yeah, it yeah it did. Okay, but uh, yeah, I, I like that. Anyways, shall we uh, ask Paul what he thinks? Let's do that. What yeah. are we doing? What I the bits I liked? Well, well we me and Stephen just talked bollocks for the last fifteen minutes. So, just yeah, what 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 you liked about it, or what you didn't like, really? Well, I'd say the bits I liked. I thought I liked the way it was shot. I liked the pacing of it, and I liked the acting. But overall, it it was just okay. It, it it didn't seem... I mean, I know you could argue that not everything has to break new ground, but it just felt like it's been done before. It's someone in a house being terrorised by someone else. Yeah, and at the, end same... of it, at the end of it, the protagonist beats them. Yeah, it's that same old story. But it wasn't. I mean, it was nicely done. I I can see why it's been reviewed so highly. But for me, I just thought well, it's the same as pretty much any other film yeah. that's yeah. like that. There wasn't much originality to it. It was more a, a style that separated it from the the masses. It was just nicely done, nicer than most other examples. But it's kind of the same sort of thing. A bit like you know Halloween. Um. And I suppose it's a bit more focused in the sense that there's just one person against one person for the most part of it. It's a yeah. a battle of wits between just two people. Um, and that makes it a bit more intimate, I suppose. So you know, that was a Mike Flanagan-directed film, and you know we all loved Doctor Sleep, didn't we? Yeah, so I thought that was, it was Yeah, Doctor Sleep was good. Did he have anything to do with The Haunting of Hill House then? A director, I think. 
All right, because that's quite good. I would like that. I think he directed it. I might be wrong. I don't think I am. Hmm. Yeah, he directed it and Bly Manor. So, uh, and I think there's another series of sorts, same thing coming out, probably a Netflix thing. Yeah. But he seems to do it. He seems to do it well. So, um, yeah. You know, I, I've liked a few of his movies, so, yeah, all good. Yeah, I, feel, I thought it was executed very well. I've got no no problems, really, with how it was put together, but I, I do take the point that with a few exceptional elements in the, in the style of it, it is a story that's been told hundreds of times. <laughs> And um and to be honest, we're at it again hundreds of times, won't we? Yeah, a, no doubt. A cabin in the woods or a or a yeah. house isolated in the woods. Yeah. Well it's, Same it's, old it's story. like anything. But it, I think it, it I think it's good in the horror genre. And that's not to say that horror is a below par genre, it's just that whatever film you like, you know, the kind of films that I like, you'd probably look at them and go, well, that's the same as the last one and the last one and the last so, so one. What do There's you only like, so many Tom? stories you can tell. <clears throat> so what Film would you like that's like Well, that? I think I did say before, my favourite film at the moment is Tenor, but I really like stuff that Christopher Nolan does. But I, I'd like something where there's a real puzzle to what's going on. Whereas there's not any real puzzle to this. She's in a house and someone's trying to kill her. Well, the, you've got the puzzle of how he got into the bathroom. Well, <laughs> yeah. through, through a window. Maybe, but maybe not. Mm. But I can see what you're saying, Paul. I I quite like Nolan films. Batman. There was a Batman. Was that Nolan? Yeah, he did the the Batman films with. Oh, what's his face? Him? I forget now. What his name is escapes me at the minute. Christian Bale. Yes, Christian Bale. Yeah, very good. Yeah. So we're only like twenty seven. Well, twenty minutes in, and we're going to get the bonus, aren't we? Hit this! Hit the, hit it with the bonus. So bonus for me. I'm gonna give it a seven. Okay. Um, filmed well. It was Blumhouse. It's always going to be okay. I've, when I watched it the first time, I was in no rush to watch it again. And um, when you guys chose it, it was like I wasn't even going to watch it. I was going to watch the other film with Gwyneth Paltrow with the same name. Do you know about that one? So I was going to watch that one. Um, But I'm really glad I did watch it again because I picked up on a few different things and I enjoyed it. And But it's not an eight. It's definitely a seven for me. How about you, Steve? I'm a bit... I think I'm going to give it a seven as well. I thought it was enough above the the usual standard of execution to, to get an extra point. Otherwise it would, if it was a bit more average in the way it was carried out, I'd say it was a six, but I thought it was nicely done. Had a few elements that were, you know, a bit less cliche. How you, Paul? It was a five for me. Ooh. Seven, seven and a five. So just average, bang average really. Yeah. 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 So, a seven, seven, and a five makes it six and a bit. 
right. A six, really. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think that's, that's unjust. Bad. That's not unjustified, no. And yeah. Not too bad. First not, as, film not as highly rated as it was on Rotten Tomatoes, but in fairness, my score did bring it down. Yeah, but you're like, and probably if you had at... a if you had a horror fan on, it would probably be, I think, consistent sevens or eights. We'd be looking for nines though to get that score, wouldn't we? Would we? Ninety three percent. Well, yeah, to match. Well, I'm I'm talking audience score. I think that was in about the. Well, 70s. it was about seven eight. It's, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, so that was hush. Our uh, six out of six bonus. Um, I think Je- I think Jess really likes it though, so she'd probably give it a seven or an eight. So, uh, she, she was that next week. quite happy to be uh, reviewing this, but she may not have watched it again. I don't know. So it sounds like move- she was quite keen to. Yeah, yeah. So shall we move on to what we watched this week? What have you been watching? No, seriously, what have you been watching? Hello. Oh, oh, yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought so, we were yeah, doing the pause. On. Thought we were doing uh, the pause. Thought we were going to insert yeah, we did, something. They did the pause. Yeah, that, there's, there'll be something inserted there. Don't you worry. Um, okay. i about three things for me over this last week. I've had a little bit of time. Been working hard, but I've had some time in the evenings and I'm trying to use it. Um, so I, I bought, do you remember the film I spoke about, Antrim? About the 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 little boy who's trying to dig a hole to hell for his dog. <laughs> I do, do you remember, remember this? that. Yeah. Anyway, it was on offer, so I bought it, and it's great. There's little bits of the, the film starts out as like well, I mentioned this before, but. Uh, it's meant to be the most haunted or, or uh, cursed film ever made. So they have this thing at the beginning of the movie that has these people talking about you know, the amount of people that have watched this movie and kind of died. So apparently in a cinema, a load of people watched it and they all got burnt to death. Um, so it's, it's put out there and there's a message on the screen saying... You're being warned that people who've watched this film basically burned to death. Is cursed and they could die. Yeah, in different ways. Not all just burned to death. Oh. But um and then the film kicks in and it's filmed like a very seventies kind of feel to it, the way it's been colour graded and, you know, it flickers and there's there's like an exorcist where you get the occasional flick, you know, image come up on the screen quickly and yeah, disappear, and there's loads of that going on about it in this movie. Subliminal and imagery. Yeah, mean. yeah, that's it. Subliminal. So there's plenty of that going on, and it's just a bit of fun, and I really like it. Um, so I'm glad I bought it. Okay, it's one of those movies I stick on now and again. So if you do want to watch it, Steve, let me know. It's a, it's an odd one, to be honest. Yeah, um, it's it's a, unusual. It is unusual. So it's an odd one. How far uh, does he get with digging the hole? Oh, not very far. Yeah, I think his sisters like got this book, and they're basically his dog gets put down, and he wants they go camping in the middle of wherever it is, nowhere. Hmm. And she's kind of a bit weird because I don't think any of this is real about digging your hole. But she has this book, and it looks like she's kind of made it. 
So it's like she's winding up her little eight-year-old, nine, whatever he is, eight-year-old brother. Oh, yeah. And she's about six, 17, six, I can't tell, 16, 17, 18. And they're camping in a tent and she's... Anyway, that it's just weird and there's no explanation for some of it, whether she's mad or... But it's <laughs> just an interesting, an interesting film. Very different. Um absolute bollocks as in because I'm still alive as you know I watched it twice nothing's killed me yet oh yeah um, but yeah an interesting one but if you want to watch it let me know Steve yeah okay. um, the other one I watched was a Shudder it's kind of one of the newer ones called Anything for Jackson um, I'm going to talk about it too much because I really like it and I want to do it and I'd like to do it next week if possible if no one yeah, I'm fine well, with that. Shudder, it's on Shudder. I don't know if you have it. If you haven't got it, I'll give you my login, Steve, and you, Paul, and you can watch it. But I think it's definitely worth a watch. It's quite different um, and well well done. It's one of, one of the – definitely the best film this year. And, I would, you know, we're only a weekend. But, like, yeah. probably one of the best last year as well. The other thing I've been doing, I thought, wow, I've been playing this Visage game and you know me, I was wandering around for five hours playing this game, nothing making any sense at all. Um, so I did a little recording of that and put it on our Bones Horror Podcast YouTube channel. Um, but it didn't really make any sense other than me wandering around. The usual, really, Steve. Yeah. Um, so then I did another episode where I restarted the game and then for some reason everything kicked into play that things that should have happened started happening. So before I was wandering around for five hours, nothing happened. This time, shit started happening. Um, and it scared the life out of me at times, this game. So I did a couple of episodes and I recorded them and I uploaded them. And then I did a third and I did about 15 minutes on that and shit was happening in that as well. But it didn't record, so I couldn't load that up. So I was a bit gutted. But oh. if you want to hear me squeal, I did it on the second episode because I shit myself. Honestly, with a with a headset on in the dark playing this game, I think it's terrifying. I think it's probably yeah. the scariest thing I have ever played. The Do sound... I have to watch five hours of you walking around to get to no. that part? No, so, so you can ignore the first one I uploaded. I might even remove it. But if you watch um, episode one and episode two of Lucy's chapter, right, that starts at the very beginning of the game. You won't need to play it after that. So I'm playing that on my Xbox. Mm-hmm. You can get it on the PC and whatever. But like, even from the very first few minutes of this game, you know something different's happening because it's absolutely fucking brutal. Mm-hmm. From the very first couple of minutes of the game, that you know the intro sequence, um, what you're letting yourself in for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's like seven or eight chapters of this, and I'm still on chapter one, and I'm, I'm getting there and moving my way through it, but it's just scary. The other thing with the game is as well, there's, there's like a little girl wandering around, like something out of... Um, what's the movie with the girl with the young girl with the dark hair? Is um just looking really scary. Oh, I can't um, remember what it's called. Can't remember what it's called. Anyway, there's like yeah, 
there's is it Grudge or something or some something along one of them films anyway. Um, But if she turns, if you stand in the dark too long, you kind of start working up a. You start getting scared. There's a little red panel at the bottom, and it starts going redder and redder. Um, and then she can actually kill you. So that the thing is just to try and stay in the light and not in the dark too long. But there's no weapons in this. It's just literally you can change light bulbs or you can light a candle or you can use your Zippo lighter. Or okay. there's light. But the, the light switches go off and on. And the last thing that happened, this last thing I'm going to say about it, um, it's on the, the actual episode that didn't record, that I went into one of the rooms... And all over the floor was all the light switches for every room in the house. Weird. So I couldn't turn any lights on. Bastards. That's clever, isn't it? Someone went round with a screwdriver and took off every light switch and put it in one room. So anyway, that was Visage. If you want to watch me wandering around scared, then go to our YouTube channel. Yeah. What have you watched this week, Steve? Anything? Shaun of the Dead. Nice. I had a watch of, and um, this I... is a zombie British, yeah, it's comedy a sort of horror, a zombie horror parody, really. Um, but, starring I mean, well, most people in it from British humour. I was surprised, actually, how many faces in there cropped up that I recognise now that I might not have done when I first watched it. Because that was a long time ago. And I think I've only ever watched it once. It's a few um, from The Office, isn't there? There's a couple from yeah, The Yeah, there's Lucy Davis, who plays Dawn, and um, Martin Freeman. Yeah. Uh, there's Dylan Moran from Black Books. There's Jessica Hyde, I think is the right... What was it? Hines. Je- Jessica Hines, anyway. Her from... Uh, <laughs> 2012 and W1A, I think she's very good. And, you know, a, a, a few other faces I'd, I'd never have really spotted before, but now I sort of instantly recognise. Um, but, you know, it's, it's quite a stupid film. And I think it's um, not it's as... It's fun. It is kind of fun. It's not as... Uh, what's the word? It's not as... Um, polished as the films that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost have done since then. But I think this was this their first feature film? That was the first of the three um is it the Cornetto series or something they call it? Don't know. Yeah, something like that. Um but there 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 was three and you had Hot Fuzz and you had The End of the World, is it? Right. Um, yeah. Summit Summit there was three in that trilogy. There was a trilogy anyway. But it kind of shows that the, 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 the team, the production team behind it and everything, I think they got better at it and made it more comprehensively funny and entertaining. And this was sort of like a first go, but it was it was by no means bad, but it didn't have quite the pace and didn't have quite the same appeal as something like Hot Fuzz, for example, which I think is very good. Yeah, it's amazing. Hot Fuzz. I like the third one as well. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that. I don't think I have. I think it's on Netflix. It's well yeah. worth a watch. Yeah, they all look. go on a pub. They go on a pub crawl, basically. That's what it's about. Yeah. Uh, do you know when you drink? Do you have a pint in each pub? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I can't remember how many pubs it was, but it was a lot. Anyway, and yeah, they have to hit all of them. 
um, something they used to do as kids and they're trying to do it now as adults. Uh-huh. Um, and that's the story of it. Yeah, it's worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Well, I might give it a look because you think literally I only watched that uh, Shaun of the Dead today. It sort of popped up. I think it might have recently appeared on Netflix again because it was suddenly being promoted off the back of me watching them. Um, yeah. Hush. And I thought, well, it's called The World's End. Right. The World's End, it's called. Uh, yeah, I have heard of that. Martin Freeman's in it again. Okay. I'll have a look. I'll see if I can find it. And it's that I've just looked up the Free Flavors Cornetto, whatever that means. Anyway, that was their trilogy. Really? Yeah. Well, good on. Yeah, I think you can buy it like that as well. Anything else, Steve? No, not really. <laughs> that's how, that's have to that'll have to do. Paul, not for me this week. <clears throat> okay, so if you want to follow us, you can get us on the Bones Horror Pod on Twitter, Bones Horror Podcast on the uh facebook we've got a youtube channel as well bones horror podcast you can find us on that and if you want to email us it's bones at gmail.com so we agreed on next week's movie do you want to do anything for jackson yeah yep let's do it yeah so we'll be back next week with anything for jackson episode 37 see you later see ya. Hey, dude.